Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So jobless claims are higher than expected. It's time for we open the show today with the Let's Go Brandon Cowbell. There you go, LGB, baby. Really knocking it out of the park, that brand. <laughs> Scott. Oh, you got to laugh or you'll cry with this guy, man. Have you ever, ever seen incompetence like this ever in the history of the executive office of the presidency? The answer is no, you haven't. That just broke right before we came on the air. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You don't like people spying on what you do online, right? I know I don't. That's why I have a VPN. Keep those prying eyeballs off your internet activity. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show. Again, another loaded show for you today. The January 6th committee has a new target. Got that. Weird, however. It's only a scandal if Republicans do. It's strange. Gun bill. Something I told you about the gun bill yesterday. I now found the exact spot in the bill. I can show you. It's a big, big red flag. Believe me, that I'm using those words intentionally. And Biden giving yesterday another humiliating, embarrassing speech. I'm going to give you all the ammo you need to show you this guy is lying and you're on the right side of the truth. Today's show brought to you by... If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, let's go. Dano. Yes, sir, we do. So check out this article. So there is a new target of the January 6th committee. Just want to get to this one quickly. Eight News Now article. I-Team sources, the FBI. FBI, Joe. Think they'd be working on that Kavanaugh case and all that other stuff, dedicating all their assets to Jane's Revenge and all these people threatening pro-life centers. Uh, Apparently, no. They're seizing the Nevada GOP chairman's phone as part of a fake elector investigation. Fake elector investigation. Uh, This is the old flipperoo theory. The Democrats, again, trying to blame the Republicans for what they've done themselves. I played this yesterday. I hate playing cuts two days in a row, but it's critical here to show you how these people are entirely full of crap. They were the ones in the 2016 election pushing and implying and threatening electors that if they voted for Donald Trump, that they were going to expose them and things like that. 
So now all of a sudden in the 2020 election, when Republicans, you may think it's a good idea, you may think it's a bad idea, pursued the same strategy. Notice it's only a scandal when Republicans do it. Here, remember this from yesterday? There are people who are pushing very hard who think that um, because of some of the constitutional perils of the emoluments clause, uh, because of the popular vote margin, because of um, a fundamental, they think, threat to liberal democracy that the, the that electors should be persuaded and pressured on monday to to part with what their pledges and vote and vote against donald trump yes they absolutely you should do so? that absolutely i i believe right now that there are electors they only need 38 of them who have a conscience or who are worried about a man who won't attend the daily security briefings who uh who we now know russia was trying to help get elected I mean, can you imagine if this is, if you or I had been running for office and they, they showed that the Iranians were somehow involved in helping you or me get elected? What would happen to you or me, Chris? I'm just curious. What would happen? These people have any dignity at all? So pressuring electors is a really bad idea worthy of an FBI investigation. Unless Michael Moore and Chris Hayes take part in it and then it's to be celebrated. What a bold move taking a stand. Now, do you see why the public's attention to the January 6th committee has been mm, turned down dramatically? Here, you doubt me? Washington Examiner, Dan Ch uh, Chaitin article. Reporter says Democrats in Congress told her, told her, quote, nobody gives a about January 6th. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because even Democrats are like, well, you know, we kind of did that ourselves, too. Questioning elections, pressuring electors and stuff. We kind of did the same thing violence after the 2016 election yeah we kind of did the same thing all right moving on i want to spend a lot of time on that i just want to open up the show because these hearings are going to continue to happen and the public interest is going to continue to go down these cable news channels are going to continue to run these hearings because it's all the democrats have all right moving on more important stuff so yesterday i warned you about the bipartisan safer communities act otherwise known as the gun bill Anytime I see bipartisan, ladies and gentlemen, I run. It usually means something terrible. Now, if you give me a piece of bipartisan legislation from uh, Mike Lee and Joe Manchin or Rand Paul and Joe Manchin or Ted Cruz and Joe Manchin or Ted Cruz and Kirsten Cinema, I'll take a look. See, Joe, right? Do you know they're, they're, it's Manchin and Cinema are the least crazy Democrats? If all it right. was Cruz or Lee on board, yeah. I'd be like, all right, maybe they're onto something. Maybe it's a bill about. High school starting later. I just saw a study about that come out today. If you start later, the kids do better in school. All right, I'd consider something like that. When I see a bipartisan bill uh, with Cornyn and Chris Murphy, I'm like, that's a big no. That's a big no for me. So in the gun bill, I'd warned you yesterday about the red flag laws, that there was a provision in there they're hoping you don't notice. Now, the Democrats, as my good friend Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch says, often figured out a long time ago, Joseph, that the process is the punishment. Process has always been the punishment. Here That's why go. they use the legal system, right? Yep. So the Democrats figured out, gosh, with these red flag things, right? Most Americans probably don't have a spare ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 to pay a legal retainer to get their guns back if we red flag them. So what if we do this? What if we red flag them and make sure that the government doesn't pay for the lawyer like you'd get a public defender in any other case? That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Here it is, right in the legislation. The right to be represented by counsel at no expense to the government. They're not going to pay. The process is the punishment. They want to take your guns and they want to make sure you can't afford to get them back. 
But you know what they'll do? Don't worry, folks. It's why a lot of people accept pleas, even though they're not guilty. They realize at some point they're not going to be able to fight the U.S. government. They can't afford a decent lawyer. They get a public defender in some criminal cases. The guy says, listen, just take the plea. We'll give you 30 days in jail. All right, whatever. I'll take it. Happens probably more often than you think. It's the same procedure here. Hey, listen, just surrender your guns. Just sign them over. I know you can't afford a lawyer. Just get rid of them right now. We'll drop this whole thing. The process is the punishment. Sorry to hit you with a quick lightning round at the beginning of the show, but this is important stuff, and I want to make sure this is all hammered home. All right, so yesterday, moving on, Joe Biden, who is, uh, you know, Tucker recognized it last night, and I'm glad he did, because it's an important point. This is clearly the worst president in the history of the United States. Presidents have done more damage over time, but no person has done this amount of damage in this short a period of time as Joe Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's clear. The man is a walking, talking apocalypse. And Barack Obama warned us that Joe has an unprecedented ability to, quote, F things up. We should have listened. Barack Obama knew this clown better than anyone. He is a disaster. And he gave a speech yesterday about gas prices, which was so ridiculous and absurd that I'm actually stunned more leftist media outlets don't start turning on this guy. Not because they want to tell the truth. Please, please, let's stop, tell the truth. I mean, come on, let's be real. It's not what they do. But because in order to save the Democrat Party, they're going to have to throw this guy under the bus. Here's what I mean. I'm going to play this cut first. I want you to listen to every second. Of this. I know it was about 30 seconds or whatever it may be. Here's Biden during his speech yesterday, where he says two things that are so ridiculous that if you don't know how to parse through it, at first glance, you may say, well, this guy's not doing that bad. What do you mean? His average production of oil and his administration is higher than under Trump. Notice his use of the word average here. Very carefully. You're going to listen in a second. And watch how he just straight up lies and acts like he's pushing more oil and gas production. I'm going to debunk every second of that coming up in a second. Listen to this first. We cut off Russian oil into the United States and our partners in Europe did the same, knowing that we would see higher gas prices. I know my Republican friends claim we're not producing enough oil and I'm limiting oil production. Quite frankly, that's nonsense. Here's the truth. Just this month, America produced 12 million barrels of oil per day. That's the highest, that's higher than average under my predecessor. And we're on track to set a new record for production next year. Notice what he did there. Did you catch it? First, he, he spouts the absurdity that his administration is pushing oil and gas production, which is so laughable. I mean, really, uh, he, this is like Bozo the Clown time with this guy. But notice what he did at the end. He catches himself. He's about to say this is the highest oil and gas production ever or something like that. And he stops. And then he changes it to, no, no, no. We produced more than the average under the Trump administration. Did you catch the trick? You guys see what he's doing here? So what happened at the end of the Trump administration? You remember that thing? Was it a virus or something like that? Yeah. You remember it? Did you catch it? Yeah, people got sick. You heard a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, a few people here and there, right? Yeah. <laughs> a few, yeah, we, you know, I know it's just a couple guys here and there. Yeah, we had this thing called the global pandemic. We also had lockdowns. Oil and gas demand plunged off the face of the earth because nobody was driving anywhere. Now, some people may remember that, likely all of you. So did you notice what he did? Because that happened at the end of the Trump administration, Biden quotes the average of the Trump administration, not the actual years Trump was in office where we had standard oil and gas production. This guy is such a filthy liar 
That if, if, if you're a Democrat, you fall for it right away. If you're a Republican, you come to this show where you know we'll debunk it. So let's give you the actual data. There's a piece in the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Biden got the energy market he wanted. Since day one, he's tried to limit fossil fuel supplies and we're all paying for it. Here's the actual data on production. When you strike out the year the pandemic broke and people stopped using oil and gas because no one was traveling anywhere, Team Biden, they say, got what they wanted. U.S. oil production daily dropped from 12 million, 290,000, uh, 12.29 million barrels, excuse me, in, two, in 2019, right? So in 2019, before the pandemic, 12.29 million barrels, right? That's what we did before the pandemic. Well, what was it in 2022? Biden's pretending he's producing more oil and gas than anyone in U.S. history. The estimated 2022 is going to be 11.85 million. Joe, uh, uh, it, that sounds to me, again, we don't need the abacus for this one because I think this is pretty straightforward. It sounds like less than $12.29 million, doesn't it? That's a decrease, Dan. That's, yeah, that's a decrease. Thank you. Guys, double check on that. It sounds like a yeah, They're all giving me a thumbs up. Hey. Sounds like less to me. But you notice what he does there. If you average in 2020, where demand and production plunged because nobody was using oil and gas, people were actually paying people to take oil off their hands in futures contracts. That's how little demand there was. You notice how there's always a stunt with the left? You know, I always tell you about my friend Andy growing up. Everything was a stunt or a scam. That was his line. That's a stunt. That's a scam. I don't know what he meant. I just knew it was hilarious. Everything with the Biden administration is a stunt or a scam. We're producing uh, 11 mil, what, 11.8 million now. Before the pandemic, we produced 12.2 million. This isn't complicated math. He's just lying to you. And why are we producing less? Because at every single step in the oil and gas production and refining chain, at every single step, Biden and his leftist ass-kissing acolytes are attacking the oil and gas industry. You are paying more because of them, period. You can't claim on one hand that the oil and gas companies are greedy for trying to make money off a product you need then trying to stop them from creating the product, then when you stop them, accuse them of being greedy again by creating a supply constraint. Gosh, even leftists, how, how do you, are you, you, are you, are you this dumb? Let's go through every, I did this on Jesse's show last night, Jesse Waters. I did it quick, but I thought today it's time to go through it in a little bit more detail. Here's every single step in the oil and gas production chain and how Biden and the left is giving you the double-barreled, family-friendly middle finger and trying to stop it. First, you got to finance these projects, folks. Is any of this hard? You go to a, a barren field you think may have oil underneath it. It costs a lot of money. You got to bond the project. You got to get the capital assets. You got to get the rigs. You got to get the employees. This stuff costs a lot of money. It has very high operating leverage. It's not a tech company where you start an app and you can run it out of your bedroom. Listen, I've been involved in a lot of tech projects. Some of them cost a lot of money, server farms and stuff. Some of them don't. That's not the case with oil and gas. It takes a lot of money to get oil out of the ground. Again, is any of this difficult for the lefties who listen? It needs financing. So at the financing chain, um, by the way, I use some left-leaning pieces just to show to you we're not making this up. This isn't some, you know, right-leaning conservative review, Breitbart, uh, Bongino.com push. 
Bloomberg. Wall Street banks face new pressure to cut fossil fuel financing. Biden could do something about this right now. Call off the dogs. He's not. He's doubling down on this. You can't finance a project. You have no money to get a drill. You can't drill into the ground with no drill. No drill, no drilling. These lefty groups have been pressuring banks, Wall Street, and financial firms to not lend any money to these people. It's right there. That's Bloomberg. You think I'm lying? By the way, that article's from 2021, the end of 2021. In other words, none of this is new. There's also the organizing end of it, where companies have to organize. They have to get insurance companies. They have to get uh, companies that provide capital. They have to get equipment companies. You don't just show up at a site. HR companies, HR managers. You need all of these people working together to produce a drillable site. Well, they can't do that because, again, Zachary Halaschuk, Washington Examiner, financing no good, organizing no good either. Biden looks to pressure investors away from fossil fuels via climate disclosures. Folks, they're trying to get companies, say an insurance company that insures a drilling site, if they're publicly traded, they're now pushing them via the SEC and otherwise to disclose up and downstream climate disclosure. Bottom line is they're trying to get them to never insure these sites and never invest in them. I thought Biden just told you they're producing record amounts of oil and he's a big oil and gas champion. He's full of stuff. This guy's full of it. The financing end? Nope. Organizing end? Nope. What about the drilling end? Surely on the drilling end, Biden's a big oil and gas champion trying to lower the costs at the pump. Here's CBS News, another left-leaning outlet. Biden administration cancels Alaska oil and gas lease sale, May 2022. Did you miss this? What do you think it happened by accident? Think someone in the White House just slipped one past the goalie? Hey, let's cancel these leases. Don't let Biden know. In his, well, in his case, I take that back. You never really know. But my guess is that, no, he did know about this. His administration's doing it right now. So is anyone asking a common sense question to the Biden administration? If you're an oil and gas champion trying to lower gas at the pump, why not provide financing or get out of the way of the financing? Why not allow companies to work in these fields? And why wouldn't you just permit Alaska and the Gulf Coast? The leases, he can approve them. Is anybody asking these questions or is it just us here? What about the last stage, refining? Can't finance, can't organize, certainly can't drill. Can you refine the gas once you've drilled it? Because we do have some active drilling sites in the United States, thankfully. Biden hasn't managed to close them down yet. Here on the refining front, notice the date, ladies and gentlemen. March 25th, 2021. Biden White House blocks Virgin Islands refinery expansion permit over pollution concerns. Folks, they won't permit new refineries. You allow this buffoon to get away with this? They got to bump up a refining capacity. Well, maybe approve some refiners. Just a thought, Joe. Just a thought. Maybe if you were to approve new refineries, we'd have more refining. I mean, <laughs> what is it like to wake up a leftist every single morning? And to buy into this just endless stream of verbal nonsense coming out of this guy's mouth. 
It, it is, it's pain. The stupid is painful. Do you dispute anything I just told you? I just cited you articles by Bloomberg, CBS, and Reuters. You think I made it up? You think Reuters, CBS, and Bloomberg have an anti-Biden agenda? <sighs> Proud to bring you the facts here every single day. All right, I got a clip coming up. I'm going to my next sponsor, but a clip coming up from an MSNBC guest talking about all of this. The, uh, the effort by the Biden administration and all to, you know, basically crush your wallet, inflation all. Her attitude, suck it up, you peons. Shut your pie holes and just calm down. This is MSNBC. Meanwhile, if it was Trump, they'd be losing their mind. All right, let me get to this first. Stamps.com. Hey, when you're running a small business, every second counts. You can't afford to waste a single moment or a single dollar. So why are you still taking time out of your day to go to the post office when you could be using stamps.com instead like we do here? Super easy. Stamps.com makes mailing and shipping quick, easy, and cost-effective. Stamps.com saves you time, saves you money, and it saves you stress, which to me is the most important. For more than 20 years, stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. And you get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS. Don't waste any more time and definitely don't waste any more money. Start using Stamps.com today and save them both to mail and ship. Sign up with the promo code DAN, D-A-N, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. This is a really, really great service. I love it. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, do us one favor, click the microphone at the top of the page at stamps.com and enter code Dan. You won't regret it. Save time, save money. Stamps.com, promo code Dan. Thanks, stamps.com. We appreciate it. So here it is, folks. Here is MSNBC with this massive inflation crisis, gas prices, Joe, gas crisis Joe Biden is causing right now. They could fix this tomorrow. They refuse to. I just proved it to you. MSNBC guest, suck it up, losers. Here, check this out. You know, I'm just going to say this, and 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 if I get banged for it, I don't care. There are there is a great deal of Americans where it is uncomfortable that they're spending more, but they are not going to go under. You know, you you got to stop complaining. When there's so many people who literally the inflation rate means they may only have two meals instead of three. There are Americans who did extremely well in the last two years in the market. This, uh, he said it right. Joe, remember the smells exhortation from Michael Anton? You'll get nothing. And you'll judge smells from Caddyshack. You'll get nothing and you'll like it. You'll get nothing and like it. Yeah, yeah thank you. you, you had that, I didn't even know you had that in. That was not planned, by the way. There you go, folks. Suck it up, losers. Now, you know damn well, uh, we, do we even need to say it, that if this was happening under Donald Trump, it wouldn't. Donald Trump actually appreciated oil and gas production. Gas prices were, you know, half of what they are now. This was happening under Trump. You know, that same guest would be on MSNBC melting down, calling for, you know, the, the fifth impeachment of Donald Trump or whatever. Now, I told you I have this theory about them, right, that they love this. They are enjoying these high gas prices. This is what they wanted. Why? I don't know if I explained the why over the past two shows. If I didn't, forgive me. They want these high gas prices because they're being pushed by socialist green groups who want to destroy capitalism to bury the United States from the inside out. I'm not kidding. I'm not being hyperbolic or exaggerating for effect. The new socialism is to use environmentalism with air quotes because it's not really environmentalism to destroy capitalism and rework society into a top-down authoritarian manner. 
These green groups are pushing Biden to push this faux environmentalism for that purpose. Please, hat tip the great Rush Limbaugh, do not doubt me. That is why every time, you'll never unhear this now, every time you hear the Biden administration talk about energy, you're going to hear them say, yeah, gas prices are high or this is bad, but because they don't think it's bad. I've played cuts over the past few days. Here's Jennifer Granholm, energy secretary. It's a different cut. This is not the two or three I played. Here is a new cut of her doing it again. Prices are high. This is bad, but you'll hear it. Now you can't unhear it. Check this out. We'll feel the, these price shocks again. This is not going to be the last time. The next time there's a war, the next time there's a pandemic or another hurricane, these extreme weather events we are experiencing, they will impact the access that we have to fossil fuels. The only way out of these boom and bust cycles is to break that sole reliance. And that means diversifying our fuel sources by deploying clean energy. You hear it? They, uh, there's the, the transition to the transition, we should call it. There's always a transition. Yeah, 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 things are bad. But then the transition, the transition to the transition to the green economy. They, I'm telling you, they love this. Biden is trying to do two things. He's trying, number one, to curry favor with the leftist lunatics who keep rubbing his shoulders and telling him how wonderful he is because they treat him like a useful idiot. He's trying to do that by keeping gas prices high to get you to change your mind and to go spend $60,000 on an electric car because AOC wants it. They want to destroy the economy. But on the other hand, he doesn't want to lose in a route in 2022. So what he's doing is he's trying to couch it and lie about it and suggest that he recognizes prices are high and is doing something about it. Both of those stories you understand cannot be true. Both of those stories, it's a zero sum equation. Either one story is true or the other story is true. Either gas prices are high and you can do something about it, or you're going to push the fossil fuel economy, which go, the, the anti-fossil fuel economy, which will make gas prices high by restricting supply. It's not possible for both of those stories to be true at the same time. Now, Biden has some bold proposals, fellas. Don't worry to fix this whole thing. Here it is yesterday. This is this genius we elected to the White House. His bold proposal to, uh, to fix the solution is, hey, gas station owners, just lower your damn prices, you idiots. Here, check this out. My message is simple. To the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump, this is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. So as uh, Guy said, he recites off a list, Joe, of the current things, of course. He goes through that. And at the end, his bold proposal, this is really transformative. Thank God we have such a high IQ individual in the White House. Just lower your prices. It's that simple. Why didn't we think of that? Uh, now, this reminded me. Yeah, I'm right, I know, right? Yeah. Now, this reminded me of Buttigieg. I'll get to that in a second. Buttigieg had a similar brilliant proposal. I'll get to that in a second. But because my goal here, again, is to never leave you in any way uninformed. You're always going to be smarter than the left because they always lie and information's on your side. There's only one arc of history when it comes to facts, and those are facts. There's facts and anti-facts. You're on the fact side. So what are the profit margins in this industry? Biden seems to be implying or directly saying that these oil companies are raking you over the coals, that they're making obscene profits. Are they? Here's that Wall Street Journal piece again. Rove wrote it, by the way. 
He says, after doing everything in his power to constrict American supply, Biden's now threatening a windfall profits tax. Even though oil and gas production saw only a 4.7% net profit margin last year. Does that sound like a windfall profit to you folks? Rove notes, compare that with Microsoft's 39% net margin, Facebook's 33%, Google's 30%, and Apple's 27%. Yet Mr. Biden's not looking to confiscate tech company profits. Well, why is that? Because Biden's a coward and a chump. You know, the word chump was probably the most insulting thing you could be called. Grow- I kid you not, yeah. growing up in my neighborhood. I being remember. a chump was like, yeah, being called a chump was bad. It meant a lot of things. Being called a chump was really, really bad. Like you were a wuss, a coward, a loser. You couldn't be relying on a sellout, a liar. Biden's a chump. He's a chump. He's just lying to you. And because he doesn't have the courage to tell people that the oil and gas and net profits are actually quite in line with business and are far less than the tech companies that kiss his ass all the time, because he's a chump, people go around believing that this is, this is a, despite the fact they lost billions during the pandemic, that these companies are somehow charging exorbitant profits no one else is making. He's just making that up. He's just making that up. Again, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't oil, own an oil and gas company. I just believe in reality and the truth. And you're wasting your time in these other shows. But his approach, Biden's approach, just lower gas prices, which it took the, this guy got elected president. It's really stunning. Like this is his approach. Just low, just turn, turn the gas prices down. This is red. This is Joe Biden. This is the guy of all the 330 plus million people we have in the country. This guy's sitting in the white house. This is the best he can do. It reminded me of Buttigieg. Isn't this guy like some international scholar or something like that? Here's Buttigieg's approach. Newsweek. Flight cancellation surge as Buttigieg demands airlines hire more staff. Joe, just hire more people. Yeah. I mean, why didn't they think of that? My God, from where, you idiots? Where are they going to hire these people, you morons? Do you really believe this is Buttigieg? Hey, just hire some more people. As if they haven't thought of that? Listen, nobody, I'm going to be delicate here because it's not personal. Nobody, and I mean nobody, hates flying more than me. Nobody. Trust me. You may hate flying as much. You can't hate it more because I'm at maximum hatred of flying. Maximum. The inconvenience of it, the TSA thing, the cattle calls at the gate. We're now welcoming our Mosaic member. But he's like ground fighting and wrestling each other. Nobody hates it. Nobody. No one. I told my wife one thing. If we ever get stupid rich, I don't care if we live in a one bedroom apartment. I'm buying a jet because I don't want to fly again. I hate it. I'm sorry. I'm belaboring the point here. So if anyone wants to call out the airlines, it's me. Do you think they haven't thought of this? Hey, we have a customer service problem here. You think they're trying to lose money? Gosh, what is it like to be such a simple-minded liberal? Oh, just lower the gas prices, hire more people. Like they haven't thought of that? <laughs> Guy went to Harvard. That's his solution. Hire more people. As if a bunch of airline executives are like, I am. Oh, thank you, Secretary Buttigieg. That never occurred to us. Folks, it reminds me, again, I was on Jesse last night. 
What would we do without experts? Experts like Buttigieg. What would we do without experts? I want to get to that in a second. Let me get to my next sponsor. I covered this a little bit on Jesse last night. It was a good hit. So the reason I keep bringing it up. But I want to expound it a little bit more here. What would we do about Buddha, without Buttigieg, Fauci, Yellen, Jankowitz, Mark Milley? What would we do without experts? With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Folks, what would we do without experts, right? You know, talking about Buttigieg and his ridiculous, just hire more people at the airlines. I thought about this. Last night, I'm on with Jesse Waters in prime time. And, you know, they'll, they'll send you the producers over like, hey, here's a general idea. We're going to go with the segment. So, you know, that's it. And then, you know, I'm reading through it. But I was on the air. And as I was on the air, I kind of flipped the script a little bit. Jesse started talking about John Kerry. John Kerry. You know, the... Um, environmental expert out there, the uh, guy who flies around the world in private jets telling you how important it is to not fly around the world in private jets and spew CO2 emissions. Yeah, that guy. And I got to thinking, if you watch the hit, you kind of see, like, I, I, I changed that. I'm like, hey, you know what, Jesse? I just want to riff on this a little bit. I, I just got to thinking about some of these experts out there, people who are supposed to be smarter than us, like Buttigieg. And it made me, uh, it made me think of William F. Buckley's line, I'd rather be governed by the first 2,000 names in the phone book than the faculty staff at Harvard. People laugh at that, but Buckley wasn't kidding. Buckley really genuinely believed one of the grandfathers of conservatism, right? In the modern times. Buckley genuinely believed that you stood a better chance with a random sample of people from the phone book than, he wasn't kidding, than Harvard. Because experts have the pretense of knowledge. I don't want to get too wonky on this. I had a lot more to get to, but this is super important you understand this. Hayek described it. Thomas Sowell described it. Schumpeter described it repeatedly. This fatal conceit, this idea that because you are learned in a very specific area, trigonometry or whatever it is, that you can apply that high intellect everywhere else, economics, healthcare, public education. And that fatal conceit is what leads lawmakers and experts to do really dumb things all the time. The stupid smart people. Just a few examples I addressed yesterday. I'll address again here. Fauci, supposed to be one of the globe's leading public health experts. He was pretty much the architect of the lockdowns and the mandates and the mask mandates. It took an expert to tell you to do things that now we know unequivocally not only didn't work, but may have been counterproductive. An expert actually hurts you. It doesn't end there. Buttigieg, Biden, Fauci, John Kerry. What about Janet Yellen? This is supposed to be one of the world's premier economists. Someone with the ability to see around economic, economic corners better than you and I can. Certainly better than me and Joe. I mean, what do we know? We're two idiots running a podcast, right? Yet it's kind of weird how on this show, if you were listening to this for years, folks, there's a difference between me and Janet Yellen. You can actually go back and listen to my podcast for the last eight years and hear me and Joe warning you about what was going to happen with the coming inflation. You can listen yourself. Don't take my word for it. I beg you to do it. You can do that. And you were just what, two idiots? Janet Yellen is a, a learned economist, respected around the world. 
Yet oddly, everything we said was going to happen, she said no, that we were making this all up. How did we beat Janet Yellen to the punch? She's an expert. What about Nina Jankowitz? She was supposedly, remember uh, Scary Poppins? The DHS Ministry of Truth had? She was supposed to be an expert on disinformation. And yet the odd thing was, when you look back on Nina Jankowitz's Twitter social media history, you find that she repeatedly promoted disinformation. I thought she was an expert. She couldn't even recognize her own failures. Of course not. She's a stupid, smart person. I thought of one more I mentioned last night. Who gets a pass a lot and shouldn't? What about Mark Milley? Mark Milley was uh, one of Barack Obama and, to be fair, Donald Trump's military advisors. What about him getting blindsided by the uh, uh, hasty evacuation from Afghanistan and that disaster? The guy is literally a military expert. That's what he does. He's supposed to give advice. About, how did he get the whole thing wrong? When people, again, like me and Joe and Gee, we could have told you, hey, if you evacu evacuate Bagram first without a place to organize an evacuation from the rest of Kabul, this will probably break bad. They were like, nah, we got it. Didn't really have it, did you? All right, let me get to this next. This Democrats, this is how we wind up in this perpetual cycle of destruction because these experts and these Democrats say things and they're never called out on it. So you have this endless repeating of history that Republicans aren't allowed to do because Republicans are fact-checked on places they put commas. Yet Democrats can repeatedly lie to people. It's why they keep repeating their failed history. Socialism again and again and again and again and again, even though it's a continued failure. One quick uh, plug, I hate plugs. I know you probably do too, but forgive me, work hard on my, the show. Uh, Unfiltered this weekend, don't miss it, 9 o'clock Saturday night, set your DVR, please. We will be live in studio in New York, I'm taking a solo trip up there uh, to be in New York to spend some time with the team. So it'll be live. So I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I love live shows. Live shows. Yeah. Pressure's on, baby. In studio. We love it. Got a lot of tools. So check that out. Unfiltered, 9 p.m. I'll have the guest lineup for you tomorrow. We're just confirming some pretty solid guests now. So one of the things I addressed last week is the Democrats' perpetual cycle of destruction. How we don't get this opportunity. How, ironically, we have a perpetual cycle of success. Everything from Coolidge to Ronald Reagan, instituting fiscal sanity and monetary sanity and leading to tremendous growth. I would even argue conservative principles in the Clinton, second-term Bill Clinton. What? He was a Democrat. Yeah, but government spending as a percentage of GDP in conjunction with the Newt Gingrich Congress was lower than it's been in almost any time in modern American history. We almost balanced the federal budget, almost. Never, there was never a surplus. That's, we'd say that that's all nonsense. But that was conservatism and it worked. And yet, even though we have the success after success after success, you don't see the media doing anything but trashing Republicans, Reagan, uh, you know, pushing government spending all the time. Here's why. This cabal of fact checkers in the media, they're full-time activists. You get nonsense like this, where these people not only are not fact-checked and humiliated, it's actually condoned. Here's Axios's morning email. Stacey Abrams told Axios she's running for governor in Georgia. She thinks she's running for re-election. She says, quote, I do not and have never said and have never supported defunding the police. She accused her opponent, Brian Kemp, of cherry-picking information. Really? That's fascinating. Because we actually have Stacey Abrams on tape on a digital recording on CNN. It's her voice in her words. 
when specifically asked about reallocating, meaning taking money away by any definition of the word, reallocate money that was allocated, take it away, which means defunding. Let's not play stupid euphemisms games like Bill D. McCarthy and Tom Kircher. Reallocating means taking away. Here she is in her own words. This is why we keep repeating the cycle of stupid. Axios should have humiliated her on this. Check this out. So yes to some defunding. We have to reallocate resources. So yes, if there's a moment where the resources are so tight that we have to choose between whether we murder black people or serve black people, then absolutely our choice must be service. It's, folks, it's right there. Notice how she throws in the absurdity. If we, if she, she, this ridiculous faux choice. Murdering black, we're paying for murdering black people. What is this idiot doing running for office? This is one of the most disgraceful candidates in the country. An election denier, that's what she is. She's always been. She still thinks she won. She still hasn't conceded the governor's race, even though she lost by an absurd 52,000 votes. This woman is a buffoon. And Axios should have called her on it. Should have called her an election denier, like they call Republicans. But they're not going to do that. That's how we find ourselves in a perpetual cycle of Democrats stupid. It's also stories like this. Remember when the fact checkers, Joe, came after us? When we suggested, hey, that COVID looks like it could be a lab leak. I mean, it was a lab in Wuhan studying coronaviruses with an outbreak that happened in Wuhan with cell phone data indicating that there may have been an outbreak of a virus near the lab in Wuhan that studied coronaviruses. And everybody said, if that comes back here on the left, remember that? Yeah. Well, now, of course, if you listen to us, you knew the truth. But we were called conspiracy theorists and dumbass uh, fact checkers came after us. What's that? Oh, racist. Yeah, we know we're racist. We were uh, anti-China. But it's Daily Mail, be in my newsletter today. World Health Organization chief now believes COVID did leak from the Wuhan lab after a catastrophic accident in 2019. Oh. Despite publicly maintaining all hypotheses remained on the table. If you were here, you were never going to be in an endless cycle of stupid because we cut the stupid off by giving you the anti-stupid facts. If you're a leftist, you're stuck in the Rachel Maddow cycle of dumb where you keep saying the same things over and over again because the media hides the truth from you. Here's more. It's a Wall Street Journal story. Another one. Journal had some great pieces yesterday. Education policy. This is something close to my heart. I'm a de facto product of school choice, okay? I went to a Catholic school in Glendale, Queens that changed my life. The public school was terrible. If we told the truth about public education, Democrats wouldn't find themselves in a perpetual cycle of failure. Where people, it's the oddest thing in D.C., in Cleveland, in Los Angeles, in New York. People would stop voting Democrats for people destroying their lives if the media would just tell them the truth about what the Democrats are doing. These people keep voting in these neighborhoods for Democrats to wreck their kids. You want to see some staggering numbers? How much do you think we spend? Kindergarten to high school and our public education system on our children. Take a stab at it, folks. What do you think? It's public education system that is totally, utterly, completely failed our kids. What do you think we spent? 80K, 100K, 150K, 175? How about 200? How about this? 
How about $250,000? Wall Street Journal, money for children's education, not schools. They note, consider a mother of two from kindergarten to high school graduation. The government will spend nearly $250,000 on each of her children. Yet she won't have much of a say in how the dollars are spent. $250,000, ladies and gentlemen. And go to screenshot two from this piece. Not only that, you're paying $250,000 for people who can't read. Journal notes Philly spends $24,000 a year. But only 17% of 8th graders are proficient in reading. Nationwide, black mothers can expect their children to learn 30% of what they're supposed to learn to be successful in life, according to the National Education uh, Progress Report. New York City spends $25,000 a pupil annually. They can't read, folks. They can't do math. This is a human rights crisis in this country. It is the civil rights issue of our time. It's been said often. It's an issue close to my heart. The greatest resource we have in this country right now is human capital, and we are flushing it down the drain. $250,000 spent for nothing. For nothing. Gave that money to these parents to change their lives. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. And they're lying about something else, too. By the way, you have a house out there? You worried about the real estate market? I'm going to get to that quick. And they're lying about this childcare thing, too. More coming up. Stay tuned. This, I gotta, this housing market thing is really on my mind lately, too. Uh, quick, couple other things to get through. You know, uh, they want to push this new child care benefit, ladies and gentlemen, which is a new government spending benefit. Uh, it will unquestionably increase the ch- cost of child care. How's that, Dan? The government's going to be giving you money for child care. How much are they going to be giving? Just curious. Because you think child care outlets aren't going to know that? So, Joe, just throwing this out there. If you're a child care entity yeah. and you know that every parent out there is going to get a check for $4,000 a year to pay for child care. Oh, yeah. Uh, you would charge probably 4000 or more, right? Just throwing uh, that out there. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, Pro- Probably a sound business decision, right? Yeah. So if your child care, but let me ask you one. This is complicated, Joe. Take your time on this. Right. If you were charging 3000 right, before, uh-huh. and you knew a parent was getting a check for 4000 from the government, you think you'd up your price to 4000 Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you it You probably yeah. would, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Joe's I, like, yeah, I, this isn't complicated, yeah. Dan. I thought this was a trick question. Yes, you probably would. That's why government <laughs> spending always increased the cost of things. It doesn't decrease. Notice where the government footprint's the biggest spending-wise, right? College education, public education, and health care. Notice the areas the Democrats complain about most for out-of-control costs. College education, public education, and health care. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not a dink. okay? So now, of course, because the Democrats are in the endless cycle of stupid and want to waste more money, they want to pay for your child care, too, which will explode the cost of that. Wow. That's not going to work out, ladies and gentlemen, because they're lying. They're lying to sell it. And what they're saying is, well, if we don't pay, I want you to follow the lie, because I'm going to debunk it right here. The lie they're using is, well, during the pandemic, parents had to leave the workforce to care for their kids. And if they just had child care, you know, we could have gotten through this a lot easier, which if you're a liberal, again, and you accept Biden's word for it, his team, you're like, wow, that makes sense, right? Problem is, it's a lie. Again, here, another Wall Street Journal article. These effects wouldn't surprise us. As the pandemic hit, many high educated workers with established jobs were able to shift to more remote, shift to more remote work. These included parents of young children. In a recent paper, these two economists found that while the pandemic was extremely difficult for caregivers, Many muscled through. The real story, they wrote, 
is that employed women were stressed because they were in the labor force, not because they left. We find the parents with young children have experienced the most increases in employment since February of 2020. How can that be? The Biden administration told us parents left the workforce because they couldn't find childcare and therefore we need a childcare benefit. How can that possibly be? Again, the facts get in the way of that. If the media would tell you the truth, they won't. This is a Wall Street Journal article. They will not tell you any of this. You believe the BS. Where are the fact checkers? Where's Bill D. McCarthy and Tom Kircher? You on that? All right. Quickly, before we go today, you got a house? Get, uh, get concerned and get concerned quick. Ladies and gentlemen, as interest rates go up, people pay for homes on a mortgage. The mortgage is based on a monthly payment. People budget on monthly payments. Interest rates go up means more monthly payments. I don't want to get into, uh, you know, uh, apocalyptic-like predictions, but folks, the housing market is slowing down and slowing down dramatically as interest rates go up because people can't afford monthly payments anymore. Now, wait till all those arms, adjustable rate mortgages, wait till they adjust. It's going to get even worse. Here's even CNBC acknowledging that, you know, Houston, we got a problem. Check this out. Anxiety hitting the real estate market. According to a new survey from data platform Dynata, 81% of Americans say it's hard to find a home to buy or rent right now, mostly because of high prices. Mortgage rates are a big part of that. They're rising at the fastest pace in decades. Home sales are suddenly slowing, and data shows new home construction in May declined more than analysts expected. So is housing in for the same kind of crash we saw in the Great Recession? I'm not sure it's going to be Great Recession-like levels of housing because a lot of people were cash buyers in some of the housing markets, especially down here in Florida. So there's no urgency to sell. If you're a cash buyer, you own the house. Why would you sell it when the market? So it doesn't make any sense. But some correction in the housing market, I think that's clear. Even Bloomberg noted. Notice I'm using left-leaning sources for a reason. So that you can't dispute this and say, oh, it's a conservative. Uh, you're being apocalyptic because you just want Biden to look back. I'm, not, I'm, I'm citing you left-wing sources. Bloomberg, June 21st, 2022. Real estate is the crisis risk to watch now. Keep your eye on it. Hey, one last article. Folks, you know I'm uh, committed, absolutely committed to building a parallel economy for you, whether it's through my investments in uh, Rumble, parallel economy, or elsewhere. Uh, I'm committed to it. Here's why. Uh, Reclaim the Net is an interesting article in my newsletter today. Twitter censors ads for a free speech event. This is almost like a parody account, but it's real. Apparently, there was this group out there, Minds, this free speech event. Uh, The Minds had it. And Twitter, of course, censored. That's what Twitter does. I'm hoping Elon can clean this up. Hoping the new management. It's one of the reasons I got back on there. I'm really hoping we can clean this up because it's an important platform. I wish it weren't, but it is. Folks, I'm just encouraging you at the end. I don't like to push a lot of stuff on you, but ParallelEconomy.com, it is my uh, payment processor I started. It has been a tremendous success thanks to you. If you are currently using Stripe or one of these left-leaning processors to process payments on your website, you run the very real risk of being canceled. You run the very real risk of being censored. Not with us. Conservatives... Democrats, Republicans, anyone. I believe in free speech. You're welcome. Please come on over and join us today. ParallelEconomy.com. It's been a tremendous success. Dump Stripe today. We'd love to have you. ParallelEconomy.com. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Please subscribe to the podcast. Check it out on Rumble as well. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. I'll catch you all later. You just heard Dan Bongino.